Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. You know what? Speaking of no yawning, this is Danny J. I, I hate it when I'm in public somewhere and yawn and then someone looks at you and they're like, don't yawn. You're not allowed to do that. I'm like, who the fuck are you? It's kind of like when people tell you to smile. I'm just like, shush, shush, shush. I know. No yawning. Yeah. I'm like, what is this rule? Of no. no yawning? I heard something and maybe someone can tell us, but I heard yawning is just like when you need oxygen, which I'm just yeah. like, I heard yawning. Why was, would you need oxygen? I heard yawning. Oxygen. Yawning is a silent scream for coffee. That's what I heard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I could definitely be behind on that. Um, And this is Jill Coleman. And today we wanted to do a quick episode, a follow-up, actually. I think this would be a good discussion. And um, if you have not listened to our episode a few episodes ago on the concept of quiet quitting, uh, go back and listen to that episode, the concept behind quiet quitting originally was this idea of like sort of getting some kind of corporate job and then deciding that you just really don't want to work that hard and sort of phoning it in. And Danny and I were kind of laughing on that episode. Like, isn't that just what most people do at jobs? Like, no offense, but like, that's kind of what, I mean, that's certainly what I did my very last year in corporate. I think that's what you did in your last year in corporate. And it makes a lot of sense. And we kind of talked in that episode a good amount about like how you can stay incentivized to work hard, how, you know, maybe bosses or managers can incentivize their people to work a little bit harder. But also at the end of the day, we're always going to be a little bit more limited because we're just, there's not that much incentive. It's not like you work harder, you make more money, there's more bonuses, whatever. Um, And so the idea of a quiet and quiet quitting is you don't actually quit your job. You just sort of like start phoning it in. And I think most of us have probably maybe had that experience if we're not super jazzed and pumped up all the time uh, about our own job. And so today we wanted to sort of iterate this conversation and I'm going to, and I haven't listened to it, but I will give credit that I saw this idea on Sex with Emily. So you guys follow, we love, we love Emily. She has Sex with Emily's podcast. Oh, like po- she's an OG podcaster, been around like over a decade. She's awesome. And I just saw the title and I was like, ooh, that's good. It is, are you quiet quitting your relationship? Ooh. And so I wanted to talk about this, Danny. I did not listen to the episode, so I have no idea what she said. And so I figured we could just go on what sort of our initial thoughts are. Oh, I like this. And we had to have Emily on the podcast soon. I talked to her prior to the pandemic the and then, and then since then we haven't, but okay. Quiet quitting relationship. Whoa. I feel like I've done this. I feel like it, <laughs> I feel like it's, it's happened to me. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's happened to me. I think this is a real thing. Also, I wouldn't say, like we said last time, like, isn't that just having a job? I wouldn't say like, no. isn't that just having a relationship? No, no. However, I think that so often in relationships, like a couple of years ago, when I first met Jeff, we were joking around that we should start we were going to call it uh, breakup coaching, but it wasn't to teach people how to break up. Like we would just basically break up for you. We'd like go to your partner. A done and for like, you service. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'd go to your partner and be like, uh, so Jessica doesn't want to see you anymore. So just pack your shit and get the fuck out. And <laughs> yeah, I would say it's like that. <laughs> and they would just like, people just hire us to break up for them, but breaking up is hard. Right. And so what sometimes makes it really hard is 
when it's not just such a cut clear, like the guy was a dick or the girl was an asshole or she cheated or he did something rude or he was abusive. Sometimes you're just like with a nice person and it's just not doing it for you. Like it's not going the way you want it. You just maybe can't see a future with this person. Maybe you're young and you're just like, you want to move on. Maybe you've been with them for a long time and you're doing a lot of personal development and they're not for whatever the reason you want to break up, but there's not a really great quote reason to break up. They didn't do anything wrong. And so you're like, maybe you just Oh no, you just you're like a holding pattern a little bit. So one of the like, I guess, common mottos or common phrases is that women break up before they break up and men go through the breakup after the breakup. Mm -hmm. So I think, and I've definitely been guilty of that in the past where I like do all the, you know, we're just a little bit, we're women are a little bit more in my mind, a little more circumspect. We see all the angles. We analyze stuff with our girlfriends. We go back and forth. We're constantly in our heads about stuff. So, so you might talk yourself out of a relationship before you actually break up with the person, right? You've thought about everything upside down, sideways, back and forth. And you're like, just getting the courage, right? Or you're just like, let me just see what happens. But you're sort of starting to phone it in. I definitely did that a couple of relationships ago. Um, and you're kind of like, you've already mentally checked out. I think women tend to do that way more. And then the dude typically, remember generalization is like, where did that come from? Yes. And you're like, are you fucking kidding? You can't like read the signs. I'm basically yeah. like not at all into the fucking this, yeah. but that is, it's the, it is the responsibility of the person who's starting to check out to break up. Right. Like it's not yeah. their response. It's not the other person's responsibility to like pick up on the signs. It's like, yes, if they're astute, they'll pick up on the signs, but that's not how you break up, you know? And to your point, maybe people don't want to break up. Maybe someone's just like, you know what? This isn't the best, but it also isn't terrible moment to moment and I'm 40 and I don't know if I can get anything better. So I'm just going to be here. Just roll. And it's fine. And I'm Mm -hmm. it's fine. Right. It's not great. It's fine. Yeah. I think a lot of people just end up, especially as we get older, I feel like that's really common. I think it's very common. I think it's very common. I think that sometimes it's the intention isn't to break up, but it's almost like, I'm not going to try. Like they're not trying. I'm not trying. It could be just a matching of energy. You know, maybe you just have gone, you know what? I've done so much for so long. I'm tired of putting forth the effort. I'm just going to coast Coast. and you're going to coast and we're just going to be coasting. We're just going to be coasters on the table (laughs) to keep from getting water stains. But I, I think it's very common thing and it could be, maybe you're hoping they'll notice and dump you because you don't want to, or it could just be, you're like, I just tired. This is just, it is what tired. it is. And also like looking down the like mm-hmm. path of like revitalizing the relationship can feel really overwhelming, especially mm-hmm. if you've been this person for a long time. You're like, first of all, where do we even fucking start? Like, so you might have in your head, like, I really would like this relationship to be more fulfilling. I really would love to be like on the same page, communicate better. I know we have this, we've talked about like communication in the past. We've had some DMs of people being like, we just haven't talked for so long about serious stuff and like really like gotten into some of the juicy stuff in our relationship. It would be out of left field to like start being like, Hey, so what do you think about our relationship? How can we make it better? Like, and it almost feels like you're embarrassed to talk about it. Right. Cause you're just like, well, we haven't talked about it for such a long time. So you might be just looking down the path of like, that's a lot of fucking work. And if he's not interested in doing it, then why am I going to give a fuck? And so you do just sort of, it's not bad moment to moment. You're just like, well, maybe I'll just keep doing this until 
something happens. And if it something happens and, you know, there's definitely examples of, I feel like people cheating to try and get out of a relationship. I think that's really common as well to where you're like, I don't know how to break it off. I'm not happy. Let me just cheat and get caught so that I can get out of the situation. And I think that's really common as well. But I mean, what would your be advice to someone who is sort of just like, it's not bad. It's fine. Could I do this for the rest of my life? Yes. I think, you know, I don't know what kind of advice I would have because I've been getting less into giving advice and more into asking people more questions so that they can find their own answer. So it would really, I would just ask more questions is what do you really want? Is this okay? Cause sometimes it is okay until it isn't right. We, we can be okay with mediocrity for a long time until suddenly we're not, we can be okay with just living in a body that's maybe overweight and doesn't feel good till suddenly we're like, I can't take this anymore. And I'm going to start going to the gym and eating better. I mean, there's so many people who have had bad habits for years, never thought about it. And then one thing changes and then everything changes. So you just have to ask yourself, what are you willing to tolerate? And is it okay? And it might be okay until it isn't okay. And you might go, I do want to change things with this person. Or you might go, I want to change things and start again at by myself. And maybe that means like completely revamping your whole life and removing someone. Or maybe that means having a really hard conversation. And to your point, hard conversations, really uncomfortable, a lot of moments that might not feel good in order to get what you do want, which is to have a great relationship and to feel good. But I think sometimes we're too tired to actually want to do that, right? Like sometimes we're just like, this is fine right now because it's all my brain can handle. And I'll say like this just personally, that's been me for a couple of years with some of my work stuff and some of the things where I'm trying to show up online. I'm like dealing with a mom who's sick and dying, dealing with a global pandemic. Uh, lots of things that I had done were, were I was going to do were canceled. And just so many things I'm like, some stuff is just fine right now. I don't need to like rock the boat. Let's just keep things at a, I don't know, like a little normal pace. I don't need to do anything big or drastic because I'm just trying to maintain my own sanity. And sometimes that's where we're at. Maybe you got so much else going on. Your relationship is like, it's fine. It's whatever. You're like shrugging your shoulders. You maybe don't have a lot of affection in your life and you're not hugging, kissing. You're not making time for sex or date nights or anything, but you're also like, I'm too tired for that shit. <laughs> and right now it's, it's totally okay. Like we're not yep. bad. And, uh, like if they leave, then maybe that's my sign. Like, I know sometimes I'm like that, like if this happens and it's a sign that it was supposed to be over, I'm cool with that. <laughs> I'm also cool if we just coast. And then one day you'll wake up and be like, all right, I'm, I'm done coasting now. Like let's yep. end this or, or let's do something about it. And so I think my advice would be, where are you at in that? Like, are you coasting and it's okay for you right now? And if you are, then just recognize it. It's about just being aware of where you're at, but knowing maybe you're not gonna wanna be there forever. Hey besties, this episode is brought to you by Blissoma Skincare. Y'all, this product, these products I should say, um, are so incredibly delicious for your skin. I received a box of, uh, we got a toner, moisturizer, a cleanser, some eye serums, facial serums. And what I first noticed, which was really interesting, was the product color. So I pumped out some of the serums and the moisturizer in my hands and it was kind of a greenish, brown earthy color and for a moment I was kind of taken aback and then I re realized that most of my skincare products are white 
And I started to think about why is that? If I have natural products, why is everything white? And I thought, what kind of chemicals and processes must these other companies be using to make everything the same color? And if it's truly a natural product, it's probably gonna have natural coloring. So I have to say, I love the natural colors. I love the natural scents and smells. It smells really fresh and clean and my skin looks really nice and glowy. And Blasoma is really big on regenerative agriculture and just having beautiful results. They go beyond organic and they don't use any synthetic fertilizers or herbicides in what they grow. And basically you've got seed to bottle kind of process here. So if you want to try the skincare line out, they are hooking you up with a trial skincare set. Each of these trial skincare sets have five products in them at a really affordable price. You can try this out and they're giving you all 30% off. So if you go to Blissoma, B-L-I-S-S-O-M-A, use the Best Life at checkout, you'll get 30% off the trial skincare set this code expires on December 31st, 2022. So do not wait. Run to blissoma.com. Use the best life for your trial skincare set now. You know, it's almost, it's interesting because, you know, if you are in that situation where things are just like fine and you're sort of in a holding pattern, again, you might look at all that needs to be done to rejuvenate it. And that looks really overwhelming. And, you know, it's like, do we go to therapy? It's a lot of activation energy required, right? There's a lot of like, do I really want to like go into your point at some point, maybe you will feel that way, but you're also everything you'll have to do is draining. It's long conversations. It's hard conversations. It's emotional conversations. It's, you know, so I don't think there's a right or wrong. I, I understand why people probably do this. It's kind of like, and this is maybe, maybe you'll understand this analogy. It's sort of like building muscle where at the beginning it takes a lot. So like at the beginning, but once you have muscle on your body, it's really easy to stay fit. It's like, you can kind of get away with more nutritionally, you know, it's easy to more maintain. So after that initial period of like rejuvenating the relationship, let's go to, let's go to couples therapy. Let's like, you know, do some, I don't know, let's, I don't know, let's just get more intimate. Let's prioritize sex and date nights. It's like, there's a lot of activation at the beginning, but I think once you get into that, like any other habit, once you get into it, it's like, more like maintenance. You know, I don't know that it needs to be like this super high volume effort all the time forever and ever and ever. Cause like, I don't know, I think anyone would be like just exhausted. And honestly, like part of having a great relationship is being able to relax into the relationship and not feel like we had to work on it all the time. Like, and Keith is good for me with that because I am someone who's like, let's do questions. Let's talk to each, let's, you know, like I'm very much like, I want to actively like build their, like continue like asking and like learning about each other and date nights and sex and whatever. And sometimes he's just like, I'm good. I love you. I love what we have and I'm good. And I'm, and so it helps me be like, oh yeah, like I can just relax into this. I don't need to every single second be like, are we good? Are we good? Are we working on something? What are we doing? You know? And so I think it's, it's the, the balance is really nice. And, you know, we still have that like affection and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so for me, as long as we're prioritizing that stuff and we both feel like we have that there is an intimacy there, cool. We don't need to be like bringing out, you know, a bunch of the fucking activities all the time. <laughs> it's like, we're good. And so I think it's a good balance. Spicing up the sex life all the time, going to strip clubs. Yeah, I mean, like, we don't, yeah, out. we're not trying to like get new toys every fucking week to like spice it up. I mean, I think there's a time yeah. and a place, but it's also like, yeah, at some point you could just fucking chill. That's the nice thing. Yeah. And the safety of relationships allows mm -hmm. for that. 
Yeah. I love that. I really love that. I think too, you know, when it comes to the quiet quitting and it makes me think of the person who maybe just, it doesn't really want to be in it anymore. And I think if you don't, if you're asking yourself, am I doing this? I think, you know, some of the things you might be doing is just subtly, uh, disrespecting some boundaries Mm. and lines. So let's say maybe you, you guys have a, like, maybe you're going out with friends and when you respect the relationship, you're going to call or text and say, Hey, I'm going to be home at this time. But if you find yourself just not, you're like not checking in, coming home late, not letting people, not letting your partner know where you're at or when you're coming back. I think those are some of the signs of the, of the quiet quitting where you're like, you're kind of dissing them, but not straight up doing it. It's just little teeny things like that, where you're just not being considerate. I guess that's a, another way of putting it. You're finding, you're not being considerate of your partner. You're not making considerations of when you're out and about, like, you know, I think when you're in a good place or you're really respecting the person and you're thinking about them, you text often to say, Hey, I'm going to be home at this time, or, Hey, I'm going to stay out, or I'm going to be gone. But if you just find yourself not doing those things. You're not mm. thinking about them. You're not considering them. I think mm-hmm. those might be some of the signs that you're maybe just, maybe you're subconsciously on your way out <laughs> or trying to find ways to sneak out and you're not really, uh, you're not really there yet. And again, that's okay, but maybe this is a time for the awareness of going, oh, I'm doing that. And if you do have that awareness that you're doing those kind of things, maybe it's time to have the conversation of let's end this. Cause like to Jill's point earlier, it's not the other person's job to try to see the signs, you know, it's your job to kind of stand up and, and recognize what you're doing or what's happening in your own brain. And sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you don't know until you're suddenly confronted with it and you're going, Oh, I have been kind of like showing up late, not texting, not saying I'm going to be out. And actually, now that you mentioned it, Danny, I really don't want to be in this relationship anymore. I don't want to have to check in with somebody like, maybe I should break up with this person. And maybe this is your sign to just have the conversation. I don't know. But I think some of those things like subtle disrespect and subtle, just not, you know, lack of consideration is maybe a sign that you're kind of on your way out. And maybe you need to just bring that up and, and end it instead of instead of letting it drag on. Yeah, no, that's a really great point. And definitely a lot of examples of that totally come to mind. Um, Coming back to like the quiet quitting with your job, you might quiet quit because you're just tired to Jamie's point. (laughs) Or maybe you think that the effort it would take to find a job that it's better, or you think maybe there's not a better job out there. So I might as well just keep what I got, right? a lot of parallels with relationships. Again, especially as we get older, we have someone in our ecosystem in our family who is in her late fifties and she just broke up with her boyfriend of like 15 years for no reason, except that it wasn't a good fit. And I just really respected that so much because I was just like, yeah, I mean, yes, you still have a lot of life left. And if you are miserable and if it's not working for you, there wasn't any like huge thing that happened. There wasn't any like massive you know, upheaval in the relationship, she just recognized, I can't keep living like this. It's just not good for me. And I just really respected that because I feel like that takes a ton of courage and a ton of self-confidence to just think to yourself, I would actually rather be single than be in a relationship that's not good for me. And I think a lot of people would be rather be in like a subpar relationship just to be in a relationship 
than to say, you know what? I would ask you to rather be single. And I think there's a lot of power in that. And it doesn't mean she's never going to get another relationship or she just wants to stay single. I'm sure she probably does want to have another relationship at some point, but she wants to be better. It's almost like a self-respect thing. It's like, I want better for me. And if that takes me being single again to do that, like, I just really respect that. And I just, you know, when she kind of shared that with me, I was just like, wow, that's fucking badass and like awesome. And and obviously, again, we're not always advocating that people leave the relationship. That's not always like the the number one pull, but it is something to consider if you feel like miserable day to day, right? And if you don't feel miserable, maybe it's not the right time. You'll know when it's the right time. As usual, we always say that. But I, you know, I think there is some like clues, like Danny was saying, is just the awareness piece, of course, is the first part of it. Am I doing this? Yeah. How am I doing this? And is it fair to the other person, to be honest, right? Like if the other person is like all in on the relationship and you're sort of checked out, kind of fucking selfish to stay in the relationship, right? When they're like, I'm all in, I want you, this is amazing. And it's kind of hard for us to sometimes be like, wait, how can you be on such a different page? But, you know, it could be selfish to the person, you know, not giving them all the information back to lying, back to being honest in your relationships. Now, it's not easy to share how you're feeling, but maybe instead of breaking up with the person, you can say something along the lines of, so recently, like just in the last, like, I don't know, six months or a year, I can tell that I'm like starting to check out a little bit of the relationship, and I'm not sure exactly why that is. And I'm, I'm sort of noticing that I'm like, I'm just not considering you as much. And I'm like, not sure why that is because I want to be a good partner to you. And I really want to, but I'm not sure why I'm starting to feel just disengaged from the relationship. That's honest. It, you don't have to have a solution, but that's a, a great way to start the conversation and just say, this is how I'm feeling. And I'm not sure why. And then, then at least it opens up the conversation to continue having more conversations that might end up in either a better relationship or you guys breaking up, but at least you're starting the conversation and it's really honest. Uh, I love that so much. I think having open, honest, vulnerable conversations is so can be so challenging, but it's so healing all around because even if you do end up quote, breaking up or staying together either way, both are going to be can be challenging and difficult, but it just opens up more conversation. And sometimes it's starting with the, I don't know. I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I don't know what's next. I don't know what this means, but this is what it is. And I think sometimes we're so scared to admit that we don't have an answer. We kind of wait until we figured it out. Like in our heads, this is some of the problems I think women get into. Cause I think we have a tendency to overthink more and create a lot of stories or especially in relationships, but we wait too long. And so we've already created this whole narrative and maybe it's not even just women. Cause I feel like my ex-husband might've done this to me, um, created this whole narrative and story about us that I was completely unaware of before he had the affair. And so it's, if we can actually bring these things up before they turn into giant ginormous stories that may or may not be true, then maybe it can actually save a lot of heartbreak and mm -hmm. it may still hurt. You might still end up moving on or leaving the relationship, but you can maybe save from like intentional hurting somebody or I don't know, bringing more people into it and hurting, you know, more people. Yeah. It's inclusive too. Right. So yeah. if you just like do everything in your head and all of a sudden you're like, we're breaking up, right. <laughs> it's like the person's like, wait, what? But if you start to like have those conversations slowly where you're like, Hey, this is where I'm at. And I'm not saying I want to leave. I'm not saying this isn't good. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just like sharing this. And I'm not sure what that looks like what are your thoughts? Have you noticed? 
how do you feel about things, right? It's might like open that conversation up. So I think that's way more considerate and way more honest. And it gives the, and it's a service. It gives the other person the information before you just jarringly break up with them and they out of left field. And I think as women, we tend to sometimes do that because we do talk to our girlfriends for months and we do, you know, analyze everything to the point where we're like, okay, I'm ready for a full on decision. I'm leaving the relationship. And it's like, why not include your partner who you're with in that conversation? And, but my whole thing is if you've already decided you're out, you're out. Everyone has, has had that moment who's gone through a breakup, who's broken up with a partner. You have that moment where you're like, there's nothing they can say, actually, I'm done. Like I'm actually done. Mm -hmm. And them like groveling makes it worse. You're like, no, actually it's even more disgusting. No, like, and this is definitely something I got to in my, when I'm a younger years, but you know, I think let's maybe not get to that point We're adults, you know, we want to consider people and we are committed to honest, open communication. So I think trust yourself enough to handle the fallout of a tough conversation. I'm laughing because I'm thinking about my relationships in my twenties and they were definitely this. I mean, I was definitely six months out before I actually had the breakup. Like I was out. I remember breaking up with this boyfriend I had in, in June and I was worried because his birthday was in June. I'm like, ah, but I was thinking around Christmas time. I want to break up with him. And I kept putting it off because every holiday I'm like, oh, it's Valentine's day. I can't break up then. And it's my birthday. I can't break up after my birthday. And pretty soon I'm like, God, his birthday is coming up. I got to wait. And I'm like, I can't do it. So I broke up with him like a week before his birthday. And honestly, like he, he had no idea, but all this shit was going on in my head. I was done for so long. And these are things that today I would do differently. And so if I were to say to anyone listening, don't be that person, but maybe this part of this comes with maturity and recognizing Mm -hmm. and having the awareness and knowing, but I'm just dying laughing Mm -hmm. because I just, (laughs) poor poor guys. Yeah. You definitely a recovering people pleaser for sure. (laughs) Should I stay in a relationship? Actually, it's funny. I broke up with a guy and I broke up was mutual, but we actually broke up on Valentine's day. Oh my God. About like timing. Right. (laughs) Yep. It's hey, you know, when you know, yeah, it's one of those things. It's like it's the right time, it's not the right time, and then it is all of a sudden. Yeah. So anyway, I'd be interested how you guys see this. If this resonates for you, of course, if you don't feel comfortable sharing in our Facebook group, uh, you can obviously DM us and let us know if this hit home for you. Um, You know, and again, we're not like expert, expert, expert on this stuff, but we definitely like to share our insights and share our experiences with you. So feel free to reach out. Of course, if you have any additional questions, comments, or other topics that you would like for us to cover, hit us up in the DMs at the Best Life Podcast or go to thebestlifepodcast.com where you can get into our closed Facebook group. There's a link to join our free group there. We can continue the conversation and we'll see you guys on the next episode. See ya. Bye guys.